Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, people of God. Welcome to Good News Girl podcast. I'm so glad you're listening. I bless you. I thank you so much. Um, Just have a short word here today. Uh, It is called royalty. Um, I I, uh, was watching a movie and um, oftentimes the storyline goes in these movies that, um, you know, the very authentic kind of prince or princess um, goes on this journey where they don't know um, the the royalty that they belong to uh, in a lot of these stories. And it kind of struck me when I was watching a movie recently. Um, one of the lines in the movie um, said something, something similar to, uh, you may have thought all your life that you were ordinary but the truth is that you were born royalty. And it really struck me um, as the journey of this movie kind of progressed of this person going from an ordinary lifestyle into, um, into becoming uh, a royal member of, of the royal family. And so isn't that so true with, with us when we get saved and how we kind of fumble out of a life that we were in into our new um, identity? Um, we come born into a sinful world and and we just um since the fall it has just gotten worse and worse and worse and we have darkness on us and and death and sin and um, bad decisions and just brokenness since our souls are broken and messy um and then we we meet jesus and um, we step into the truth of who we were actually created to be and he actually um transforms us day by day by day into our true identity and the true person that we actually are the purity of who we are and so um this really spoke to me uh so i looked up the definition of royalty and it says people of royal blood or status and and we belong to jesus's blood we belong to the highest kingdom there is the highest kingdom the the most royal family there is um another one of the definitions read uh that the most successful famous or highly regarded members of a particular group. And it just sort of sounded like when I was reading that definition, the definition of holiness. One of Strong's Concordance definitions for holiness is that you're set apart, consecrated. So you're different. You know, the people of God, we are supposed to be different. We are supposed to have the lavishness of of being truly royal. Um, the great, the, the great Jesus, our great high king, our high priest, is the best example of true royalty who comes in this package of humility and humbleness and how he just lowered himself to be um, one with us, to understand us and to come down and show us the truth of who we are. Yet he was of the highest, sat on the highest throne. Um, and that's the place that he came from. Um, so, you know, these stories are just so transformational. Um, they're just so much like Jesus, where these people who are ordinary, regular people, and that's where they kind of got their character built. Um, and then they find out later that they're royalty and all these wonderful things happen for them. Um, so these mo- this movie just really spoke to me. Um, another, another line in the movie um, was that you need to understand that you're held to higher standards of behavior. And that is so true. Um, my entire life, it seems that like, um, you know, if there were two of us in, uh, in a classroom um, and both of us doing the exact same thing, I would be maybe in trouble um, 
before the, the, the next person who may be doing the same thing. Um, I've, I learned a lesson at a young age of, of being consecrated and what that means to be set apart. It's that you're always noticed. It's that you're always on display. You're the first to be um, recognized and called out for things that you're doing. You're held to a higher standard. And um, that, is a, uh, that is a royal characteristic. And it's sometimes hard to grasp and swallow and wrap our minds around. Um, so I, I have some scriptures here, but I, I want to talk a little bit about what fuels us. If, you're, if our brokenness and, and sin and messy situations, because um, once we're saved, our spirits are, are made perfect. Um, but we battle uh, soul wounds and brokenness and, and messiness um, for a very long time. We have to work that out. And so um, if you're allowing your brokenness to fuel you, you'll just be stuck in repeated patterns of the same mess over and over. Um, it's when you stop feeding that and fueling those um, thought patterns and, and start to feed and fuel your true identity, that's really where you see your breakthrough. Um, if you allow your brokenness to continue pushing you into new, just new broken patterns of the same mess, it just spiral, spirals you farther and further from the truth of who you are. Um, So I want to go into Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 11. I'm in the Passion Translation. Um, Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our, our destiny, that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. So, um, that basically was what the, the movie was about that I was watching, that, um, you know, before we were even born, we were given this identity, you know, but sometimes it, we don't get it unveiled to us until we step into the salvation. We don't know. Um, so, so coming down to verse 18 in Ephesians chapter one, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. So Paul's saying, like, I hope you realize it. I hope you get to that place where you know. (laughs) Um, Royalty is higher level thinking. Um, I really do believe we have to get out of this lower level thinking and into that higher level place. Um, I remember when I, um, I want to tie this back to the scripture. I'm going to use a story here. Uh, when I first moved out on my own, um, my whole life I was taught, um, I was taught about how to take care of a house. I was raised to understand, um, you know, responsibility and chores and, and taking care of things. But it actually wasn't, I was, I was taught all of those things, okay? It wasn't until I actually owned my own house that I had the experience and was fully able to grasp what it meant to be a homeowner. I was taught the proper ways to do it, but I didn't have the experience until I actually had the experience. We can be taught a lot of things about Jesus. We can be taught a lot of things about who we are and our true identity, but until we begin experiencing that, um, we'll just never go to the, that next level. Like if other people... Are, are telling us that doing doing it for us or telling us we'll never be able to fully understand um, I could probably have written a book about proper home ownership um, when I lived in my parents home I understood it 
but I did not experience it. And there is a big difference from understanding something and experiencing it. We do need to have both. We need to have the knowledge and the um, we need to be taught things, um, but we also have to have that experience. Um, so it's the same with Jesus. You can be taught about him, but you also need to experience him. And his presence carries the royal spiritual blood and DNA. So every time we get into his presence, there is a breaking off of the old and a transfusion of the new into us. So if you're living in a lower level thinking place, you need to ask him for more to pull you up into that higher level place to bring his kingdom presence down um, on earth as it is in heaven, right? Um, the Bible tells us to renew our mind, to ask him to reveal any places in our hearts that need healing. These are scriptural things. And so that just goes back to that Ephesians 1.18, um, that you would experience the full revelation of this, that you would be able to understand this. And that is where we get um, this. So it's it's a living from your inheritance and not toward it. Um, I was actually reading just, uh, I want to give an example in the Bible um, I was reading in John chapter 2 when Mary um, asked Jesus to fix the problem at the wedding at Cana. <laughs> they ran out of wine. I want to, to raise the point that Mary was already aware of Jesus' ability in this scripture. There was never the question that he couldn't do it. In fact, Jesus himself told her not to reveal him. He said, this changes nothing for you, but everything for me. And to me, that tells me that Mary had already experienced him in the miracle realm. I just kind of picture what it was like at home, you know, um, because she couldn't have spoke with a confidence like that without having already experienced an understanding who he is and his identity. Um, I just, I just imagine that miracles were commonplace things. I mean, why else would she have moved in such solid assurance in that instance? I also see this passage as a mother calling out the potential in their child. Jesus, the Holy One, the Anointed One, and the Christ was telling her this isn't the right time, and yet she pushed him forward in it. She pushed him to it, and you know what? That's the first documented miracle in the Bible. People have been reading about it for more than 2,000 years. Some people need called into their potential. Some people need called in to their true place of royalty. Um, I just think, you know, <laughs> I just was thinking in my mind, a, a kind of a joke, you know, I could just see this happening at home. You know, Mary saying, hey, Jesus, we're out of eggs. I can't make your favorite dessert. And then, you know, suddenly, voila, Jesus comes around the bend with a dozen eggs, you know, more than we that, than she needed. You know, she might have needed two eggs, and here he comes with a dozen. I mean, this had to have been happening, or um, it, it's not in the Bible. I'm just using my imagination here, and, it, and it's okay. Um, I'm not adding to scripture. I'm not calling it scripture. I'm saying that I'm just picturing that for Mary to have stood in that place of assurance, she had to have already seen these things happening. She would have already known. He said to her, this changes nothing for you, meaning it's nothing new to her. She already knew this. It changes everything for him because it's a public display. So um, when you live from a place of your royalty, you, you have better boundaries. You know, you, you know that who you are is enough. Um, you understand that saying no to something is a complete sentence. You're not tossed from wave to wave on every new thing and um, just unsure about everything. Um, you know that all people can't have access to you at all times. Jesus understood these principles. Um, it's not your job to make other people happy. 
when someone's upset or angry with you, it's not your problem to fix. You understand these things when you live from a true place of royalty. You also attract healthy people. When you're broken, your brokenness draws other people's brokenness. And, and it, you just feed on each other's mess. And it creates mess after mess after mess. But when you're whole and you're healthy and you understand that you're royal, you're set apart, you're different, you're from the highest um, bloodline, um, your identity is completely different. And then you, you bring that uh, healthy, attractive people are attracted to that same thing. When your identity is whole, you can celebrate others and you don't need to worry about who's getting ahead of you. You're content to stay in your own lane and let other people shine. You can build people up out of your wholeness and not your brokenness. Um, It completely destroys and shatters the idea of jealousy, coveting, comparison, um, because you're strong in who you were created to be. And you're not trying to be somebody else. You're not trying to live out a place um, that is different. I mean, Mary knew she was the mother of the Christ King. She knew that. She understood who she was. She understood what she was calling out in Jesus. Um, The devil is a liar. He is a liar. And I want to tell you that he is working your entire life on this earth to take this from you. He will try to corrupt every single thing that's possible. And sadly, he will work through some of the people that you love and trust the most. But when you can grasp this, when you can get this revelation and understanding and live from a place of higher level thinking and royal status, it can't be corrupted. Because you understand when those lies come in, you recognize lies. You know, and that some of those lies might actually be happening because someone else has bit the bait and bit the lie and grabbed a hold of it, and they're they're um, partnering with your accuser against you. Um, but it's up to you to to distinguish that in your higher level thinking and renewing your mind um, and getting your thoughts right and partnering with the truth to destroy the the plan of the enemy. You have to be where it begins. You have to have your wholeness in line. You have to understand this is not the truth about me. And that is when all of those other lies break off all around you. In Romans 8.31, it says, If God is for us, then who can be against us? And so I just want to leave you with that. um, To grab hold of these scriptures, decree them, declare them over your life. Um, You've got to speak this into being true. Um, speaking it out and bringing out the truth. Um, So I just bless you today. I bless you with the revelation of who you are truly in him. Go ahead and look into some of this stuff, Deuteronomy. Um, I think it's, uh, my podcast is called Promises of a Faithful Father, the promises that are spoken over your life, the scriptures that tie in who we are and our inheritance and, you know, that we're co-heirs with Christ. Go and look these scriptures up. Look up our inheritance. Look up um, the descendants of Abraham, you know, and how we get grafted into that. And Romans talks about that. Um, And just fully understand who you are. Not guessing, I think I might be this, or I think God wants to do this for me. And I think knowing, fully knowing who you are in him and the truth of what he says about you. So I just bless you in the name of Jesus Christ as a co-heir with him as a Um, inheritance of the royal royal bloodline I just speak truth into your life and over your mind that you would be built up in him that you would move from a place of him that your thoughts would come from the truth of who you are and that you would walk in the confidence 
that God has spoken over your life. In Jesus' name, thank you. I love you guys.